We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 23rd, 2017. And this is pretty much going to be the start of, I guess you call it a dedicated study. I'm not going to try to do this all in one night. It's probably going to take me about, probably a good three three different studies in order to complete it. And again, it is on basically the coming alien slash UFO deception that so many Christians are in absolute denial about and the end game that that could entail because this is something that typically is never ever covered in the mainstream churches and the information that I'm presenting you is basically you know this is just new information I've I've been able to acquire since the last mega study I've been doing on this and it seems to be kind of where my ministry is more getting focused uh, in on, on this type of thing because I do believe there's a huge void out there regarding the body of Christ being warned about what could potentially be coming. The first audio clip I'm going to play you is entitled The Coming Great Deception and Christians Who Have and Christians Who Have Had UFO Alien Encounters. And there are millions of them that have had this in the pews and LA Morzuli is going to talk about this. He goes to different churches and he'll have people do like show of hands regarding these things and the pastors are usually flabbergasted when they see the amount of hands that go up in churches about people who have either had alien abductions or uh, ufo encounters in their own churches who have been afraid to say anything at all for fear of ridicule so that's what we're going to be looking at. Now, I apologize on this, the audio on this. I've tried two different audio setups. And it's, it's only about a, uh, we're looking at about a seven and a half minute clip here, if that. So it's not that long, but it, the audio is, is about as good as I can make it. I'm, I'm upgrading to a, a major, major upgrade on my laptop, thank God. And um, thank you for the donations that have come in as well regarding my computer i know it's in desperate desperate need of an upgrade this thing is on its last legs and um so the audio is about as good as i can make it but it's only about you know around seven minutes long if you could just bear with me on this and uh it's just it's really important content that i want you to hear regarding this particular subject and this is la marzulli So what he just said, if you didn't catch that, that the Drudge Report came out and said, which is like the main hub for news on the internet, that UFO sightings are at an all-time high, okay, in this day and age that we're living in. And so that's a pretty big, it's not like this issue's going away. It's not like we can just say, oh, you're some tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. Nothing's going to come of any of this. We know it's satanic. I think even the people that mock me would say, if if asked about the UFO alien thing, they would say, well, it's obviously satanic. It's some type of satanic plot. Well, then ask yourself, the next question is, is what what is the end game for that satanic plot? That Hollywood has literally plunged billions and billions of dollars into promoting particular narratives. I mean, all of the sci-fi shows, all of the alien shows, all of the alien horror shows... I mean, blockbuster films that, that come out every single year? There's got to be some, some end game to it. Forget about it, not talk about it. Um, there are people in your church, guaranteed right now, if you were to stand up on a Sunday morning, I challenge the pastors to do this. Of course, they will. Most of them will. Some of them do. Thank God some of them stand up and actually address this stuff. There are between 5% and 35% of the men and women sitting in your pews right now who are fought against spiritual Christians who have seen lights in the sky, UFOs, had encounters of the first, second, third, and fourth time. Fourth time meaning, you know, face-to-face with so-called alien activity. Um, we've got in, in the new... So, I, I mean, just to make sure you caught that, there's between 5 to 35%, depending on what church he's been to, of people in the pews that have had 
alien experiences or UFO experiences of the first, second, third, or even fourth kind. Fourth kind would be full-blown abduction. You're on the, the ship, and you're getting probed. And, and, you know, it's a lot of people. Five to 35%? Are they all crazy? Now, the reason he says 5 to 35 is because one church he might have went to, he had 5% people raise their hand, whereas he's had churches where up to 35% raised their hand. I also think that depend, that would depend a lot on the church. I really would think that if it was a more, I don't know, I don't want to say liberal, but I don't, I don't know, a, a church that, put it this way, I, I have a really hard time believing because I've been in a lot of churches, okay, I've been, I've been, I run the gamut, I went to Lutheran middle school, Catholic high school, been in hardcore charismaniac, Pentecostal stuff, all the way to independent, fundamental, King James only, unincorporated Baptist churches. I've kind of run the gamut, and I would have a very, very hard time believing in the independent, fundamental, non-501c3, unincorporated Baptist churches, where you would get a lot of show of hands, on this there would be way of course they wouldn't let a guy like la marzulli come in there most likely there'd be way less people raising their hands in that particular uh denominational setting okay with all due respect that's a fact whereas if you go over to a charismatic church i could see a lot more people feeling more comfortable raising their hands regarding this because i don't think you would have so much the ridicule factor i'm not not saying that that means charismatics are better i'm just telling you from my experience from my vast experience in both of those denominational settings that could be part of the reason why you only got five percent raising their hands in one denomination as opposed to 35 in another for those are just my two cents well the Watchman Chronicles, in their own words, UFOs are real. We have, so he came out with a, a DVD, Watchman Chronicles, in their own words. Meaning it's a whole bunch of Christians that they're interviewing. Real Christians that are coming out and giving their, their own either abduction accounts or their own UFO sighting accounts. And it's it's a lot of times couples that this is happening to. It's one out. I don't even know how many people are on it. It just came out this year. And he's... he's these These are people that are lying... These aren't people that are trying to get rich. They're not being paid to be on a DVD. I mean, if anything, you're going to under you're un, you're going to undergo more ridicule coming out. It takes a lot of bravery to actually come out and admit. I mean, some of the things that are being done to these people, especially if if they're actually being abducted. I mean, it's so unbelievably horrific of a personal nature. I mean, watch um, Fire in the Sky, abduction scene, or or. Um, I mean, if you put abduction scene in there, yeah, it'll probably show you that. Or maybe medical examination scene, fire in the sky. I mean, that's, from a lot of first-hand accounts, that's pretty accurate. All the way down to that sheet that they put over you where you can't move. I mean, it's the most terrifying thing you can possibly imagine. And statistically, this has happened to millions of people. And they're, we're all supposed to think they're all crazy? And you want to know, but around the same time that started happening, look up the Grenada Treaty and just key in Grenada in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com and you'll see what our government actually did to enter into league with these things back in, I don't, I'm, I don't know, know the dating, it's like maybe the 50s, 40s, I don't know. And that's when all the UFO abductions started. Basically, that's when everything, all, I mean, did you hear about this in the 1800s? People getting abducted by UFOs? No, not really. I've never heard of any. It wasn't until a certain point that our government basically gave permission for them to abduct a certain amount of our population for, quote, testing. What, what, what is all the testing? What does all, all the testing always center on? Reproduction. That's firsthand accounts from the people that are being abducted. Okay, well... Would that have anything to do with Jesus saying, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man? What were the fallen angels doing in those days? They took them, the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives, all that they chose, and they bore them giants, 
That's what the Bible says in Genesis 6. Nephilim, they were not human, they were hybrids. They were the men of old, they're men of renown, is the way the Bible refers to them as. They were, they were half human, half fallen angel. Was that a genetic experiment? Yeah. Yep, sure was. Probably the first time in the Bible that that had ever been done. As far as I know, and obviously a third of the angels fell, but this is a whole other level of falling. This is, this is, this is a whole other level of depravity in God's eyes. These angels are literally in a special compartment of hell called Tartarus, which is what that word is translated, and I believe it's 1 Peter, where it talks about the angels that left their first estate or bound up in hell. That isn't the same hell that people go to. It's, it's in the same... Um, it's in hell, but it's in a special compartment of hell, Tartarus. They're in chains until everlasting judgment, the way the Bible refers to them as. So they're in a special place in hell because of what they did, the fallen angels. The other fallen angels are not there. They're roaming the world. They're doing Satan's bidding until this day. So they had to pay a tremendous, tremendous price for falling and doing this with mankind and humanity. And it's went on before the flood and after, and the Bible even says that in Genesis 6, and after that, and this is how we explain the giants that were in the promised land when Israel tried to go in, and it, it happened again, in other words. I don't believe it was the same angels. They were actually cast into Tars, but then more angels fell. Now, a third of the angels fell initially, so you, had a, you probably had millions and millions of angels, fallen angels, to draw upon where Satan could have whispered in there and said, oh yeah, you need to do this. That's my theory. I mean, I think it holds up biblically. <laughs> I mean, if you believe in this godly line of Seth, I mean, you know, hey, <laughs> whatever. But just key in Seth in the keyword search box. I've, I've handled that issue. Um, anyway. <clears throat> and I don't want to argue with anybody about it. I've done more studies on that subject than just about any other dedicated studies I've done. So... Listen, if you're not convinced at this point, if you think they're the godly line of Seth and all, just just go your way. It's it's cool. I don't want to argue with you, you know. Um, I believe it's scripturally so unbelievably easy to verify this. And it, it is so easy to do it. I've went over all the verses before that shows the difference between the sons of God in the Old Testament as opposed to the New Testament. It's so easy to... to you know, ferret that thing out. It's it's just laughable, honestly. So anyway, um, let's go further here. The two whistleblowers that come on the record, 30 years apart from their experiences, no collusion between them, talking about there's a military personnel, that they saw military personnel working side by side with, it, with what we would call aliens, the graves. And then there were these tall figures, well over nine feet tall, that seemed to be directing the proceedings. I mean, okay, now what he's talking about there is that when they were abducted, it's a very, very common theme to see our military, literally military personnel, working with the greys, and I mean the small greys, and then there's what we would term as a large grey. The large greys are typically the ones that are in charge of everybody. Okay, on these ships or at these military bases where these people are being taken to. Okay, that's the hierarchy. The greys are like the, the little um, worker bees. Okay, you know, demonic to the core, but they're like worker bees. They're like drones. Whereas the, the taller greys, which are less numerous, are the ones that kind of direct all the proceedings. And our military is working with them. Now, I'm not saying every abduction experience, there's always our military working with the greys. But many of the experiences there are, and that's a very common theme. Another very common theme is once these, these uh, particularly if it's a woman, after these, after these things take place, she will turn up pregnant. Okay? And then she's like, I didn't have sex with anybody, or I'm a virgin, how did this happen? And she's in shame about it a lot of times. And then within two to three months, she'll get reabducted. The hybrid baby will be gone. And 
she won't even she, she won't even know what happened. She she'll be like, "What?" And they obviously have the ability uh, these these demonic entities essentially. I do think they're physical, but they're they're obviously of a very demonic nature. They're of a fallen angelic type nature. They have the ability to sustain whatever creatures are being bred in these women as breeders after three months they don't they don't in other words they don't have to worry about oh well the baby's premature and, and it's not going to survive they have the technology to be able to take a three-month-old hybrid baby out of a human mother and, and keep it living okay now i got into this extensively in the last study on that one particular gentleman and i don't even recall his name that, that he did the whole thing about these hubrids and these hybrids that are being reintroduced into our society how it's being done very very matter of factly how this is taking place and they're literally breeding an army that will one day when when this whole disclosure announcement comes to fruition they'll already be in, they'll already be and already are implanted in our society they know our ways it's the same thing with the muslims moving in to like america what are they doing they're trying to establish a beachhead so that when that big announcement, that big day comes that they're banking on is going to destroy your faith. Because one of the main things they're going to hammer on is that you're, we made you. You're our creation. Religion, we also made religion, but you messed it all up. Jesus Christ never happened. In fact, we got a holographic projection over here that we're going to show you the actual, how the crucifixion never did happen. He's one of us. He's working on our team. He's just another ascended master named Sananda, Esau Sananda Emmanuel or Master Jesus. He's just one of the lesser ascended masters and you just, Christianity just got it all messed up thinking that he's a god or something. No, we, we made him, we created him, we created religion and everything you've believed is a lie. And there's no better thing that I could possibly think of in the universe to pull this off than disclosure. Which is... The whole thing with the eclipse yesterday, just so, so you all know, at Mount Shasta, which from my research, there is some gigantic underground base underneath Mount, Mount Shasta. And it's, it's evil. I mean, it's pure evil. I mean, you go to Mount Shasta, you better be like led of God to do it, especially if you go off path because so many people have been abducted there, they disappear and they're never heard from again. I mean, there's even documentaries on TV. There were a whole bunch of New Agers yesterday, and these are some of the biggest New Agers. These are the ones that are pushing really, really hard for, quote, disclosure, meaning where the president actually makes the announcement, you know, we're in actually league with these things. We've been working with them for decades. They're our space brothers. They're not here to do us harm. And then you're going to have, you know, 50-mile mothership showing up over the cities as a show of force, as a show of shock and awe. That's what disclosure will most likely be like. And there's no greater thing I could possibly think of in the universe to destroy Christianity and the faith of Christians than that. And because the church has not been educated about this particular thing that I'm talking about, even though Hollywood has done it over and over and over again in so many different sci-fi shows, it defies the imagination. Even though Hollywood's done that, the church hasn't done anything to prepare it's congregations for that eventuality. And you're going to have a massive, guess what, falling away. What does the Bible say in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2? And for this cause, God, well, it, it talks about that there's going to be a falling away. An apostasy is where that term is derived from. An apostasy of, apostasy of the church. And then that wicked shall be revealed. The wicked is the Antichrist. It's capital W in 2 Thessalonians, meaning it's wicked. It's, it's the wicked. It's the Antichrist and the false prophet. And then it goes on to say later in that chapter, and for this cause, God shall send them, meaning humanity, strong delusion, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. From my standpoint, and I, I haven't swayed off this in, in all the years I've been in ministry, and you could go back probably 20 years, even before I started this ministry, when all I had was an email list that I sent out to. I've believed this, I mean, probably even 25 years. I've never swayed off this. To me, it's just been the 800-pound the gorilla in the room. It's obviously the biggest 
deception that we could ever ever know to destroy our faith there's there's no bigger one out there i mean come on name one there's just not and the church is absolutely ill-equipped to deal with it god is going to be the one permitting it to happen he said he was going to do it in second thessalonians chapter two and you you need to be educated as a result why lest satan get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices at bare minimum learn about it because you know that it's a satanic device you can't say the alien agenda or any of this stuff is good it's evil totally evil so it's a, it's a device of satan so why well then we need to understand it at bare minimum so he does get an advantage of us the Bible also says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Hosea 4, 6. And thy family. So be very, very careful what knowledge you push aside. Say, oh, there's no truth to that. I don't even want to look at it. I don't want to, you know. The Bible talks about it being a folly and a shame not to look after a matter. I understand there's a lot of deception out there. This is the biggest deception I can see coming. And that's why we need to educate ourselves about it. What do we do with this? What do we do with this kind of information? Drudge Report, UFO sightings at an all-time high. 30% of the people sitting in your pew, upwards of 30% of the people sitting in your church right now, have had encounters and they're afraid to talk about them. Josh, and, it's, and it's, look, this is all, it's all becoming great deception. And what people need to understand is that Look, first of all, I'm staunchly pre-trib. I want to get that out of the way. So people can, please don't write me and tell me where I'm going wrong. But I believe that we're out of here. I believe that, I believe that with all my heart. That's my blessed hope, okay? On the other hand, on the other hand, how much of this lunacy and supernatural stuff are we actually going to see before we get taken up? And no one knows the answers to that. We're already seeing it. The fact that Drudge Report reports now again whether you're pre-trib post-trib mid-trib pre-wrath whatever you are okay we're already seeing this now okay so i'm not here to get into debate about that but we're already seeing what i'm talking about what he's talking about and people have already been being abducted for decades and decades and decades people have already been seeing ufos people have already had all of these whether it's first second third or fourth encounters it's already been happening is that part of the strong delusion? I can't see a better thing to try to dupe humanity into believing that the God of the Bible is a lie. I can't see a bit. A bit. And when the Bible says that there's going to be a perdition, there's going to be a, uh, or like a falling away of the church, and then that wicked will be revealed. Well, that implies that that's before the tribulation. Even if you even if you believe pre-trib, that still implies that a lot of this is going to happen prior to the tribulation because the falling away happens then that wicked shall be revealed so this whole thing with disclosure could take place prior to the start of the tribulation which we're not in yet i feel like i need to remind i don't know not my listeners so much but certain people that we're like this april this september 23rd thing that i did a teaching on saying it's the 12th sign, it's, it's, it's Revelation chapter 12, all the signs in there. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I already did a study on this, just, I don't know, go back a few studies if you want to see that, September 23rd thing. I'm like, hold on, uh, we're not in the tribulation yet. You're telling me we're already going to be in all the way into the Bible, into Revelation 12, by, it's like a month from now, almost to the day? I don't see any Bible for that. Sorry, I don't see any Bible. See, that's all I need to know. And so many people are just going around saying, this is the Revelation 12 sign. And I'm like, what? We're not in the tribulation yet, guys. How can that be Revelation 12? Because it is. Oh, really? And again, I'm, I'm just, that's a cursory thing. I did, the, I did the full explanation of how easy that was to debunk a few studies ago. Just... Go to my homepage at contendingfordruth.com. It's right there on the homepage. Just scroll down a little bit. It's there. I'm not saying that because I think I'm better. I'm just saying, come on. I mean, this is not This is not hard to refute that. It's not. 
the deceptions that are going to be coming are going to be so far greater than that one. And that's why I've keyed so heavily on this issue because I do believe that this is, if it's not the main part of the deception, it will play a major part in that deception. All-time high is, to me, alarming. All it takes, all it takes is one crash sitting in the sky over a major city and not going away for 48 hours, 72 hours, something like that. That's the game changer, Josh. He's right. One craft sitting in the sky over a major city. One. One. And I've read accounts where they some of these crafts can be like, you know, 10 miles, 25, 50 miles. Can you imagine if you had a UFO show up? Even if it's a holographic projection. Even if it's Project Bluebeam. You know, I'm not saying it couldn't be that. But that's all it's going to take. You know... And it's really funny because when these people get abducted or whenever they get channelings or messages from these supposed ascended masters or the UFOs or the aliens or whatever they speak to them and they're trying to brainwash them about, the only religion that they are concerned about, it's not Hinduism, it's not Buddhism, it's not Zoroastrianism, it's not Mormonism, it's not any of that. It's the Bible-believing Christianity in the Bible. Not even any denomination. It's what the Bible says. It's all they seem to be concerned about. These gray aliens and the tall grays. and it's, it's the only thing they really seem really concerned that we don't know what we're talking about regarding, these, regarding that one religion. That Jesus Christ isn't who, who you think he is. and He's one of us. And, and you know... We're coming soon, and we're going to straighten you all out, and we're going to show you all our little science project, which all has to do with what they call the ancient astronaut theory, which is another thing that's been heavily, heavily pushed in Hollywood. Just look at Prometheus, you know, where they're always trying to convince us that our creators are Mission to Mars. Go to Mission to Mars, last scene. Key that in, Mission to Mars, last scene. It's always about convincing us that this world was basically seeded with life by the aliens and whatever lie or way they want to weave that in and then usually tying some type of Darwinian evolution in with it. Sometimes, sometimes not. And getting us convinced that we were their little science project millions and millions and millions of years ago and now we've messed things up so bad, humanity, that they've got to come back and police their little science project and straighten us all out and finally take us from this old world order into the new world order, from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. Just like that song, with this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. That's where they're all going with this. Where we will all then be as gods. The first lie of the Bible that Satan, the serpent, ever told to Eve to get her to eat of the tree of the forbidden knowledge. It was the first lie, it was the first lie ever told. And Eve fell for it. Okay? And then she convinced Adam. But what was the main carrot of that lie? You should be as gods. And everywhere you turn nowadays, you look in there, there all of the technology is being geared to, okay, you're, we're going to have neural implants. We're going we're gonna to have all this life extension stuff. We're going to be able to download our consciousness into computers. We're going to live forever. And all of this garbage, and that a lot of it's portrayed also in Hollywood in the sci-fi movies. And all of these, these satanic carrots, they're dangling out ahead of time. That when the Antichrist, the false prophet, and this whole alien disclosure thing rears its ugly head for real, that's going to be one of the main carrots I believe they offer to humanity. And a lot of it's going to hinge on taking the mark of the beast in order to get that life extension technology, in order to get you know, your cure to cancer, in order to get the goodies, the satanic goodies. But I'm telling you, there is no reason you should ever take the mark of the beast. I'm not. There's a lot of ministries out there they're basically wishy-washy about, well, if you really didn't mean it. No, the Bible says if you take the mark of the beast, you're going to burn in hell forever. Okay? So I love you enough to tell you the truth. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Don't do it. There is no excuse ever to take the mark of the beast. Ever. 
And again, whether you whether you're pre-trip, post-trip, mid-trip, pre-wrath, whatever, I'm trying to reach out to all those those classifications of people that believe that. And you know, your pre-trip and worst case scenario that doesn't work out for you. Well, at least you're still educated on what we're talking about here. Okay, that's what I'm trying to do. So let's go further here. I think we're headed to it. If the church is still here. What, it's, it's almost, at that point, it's almost too late to start talking about it. We need to do this a priori before the event happens. We need to warn the people. Yeah, I mean, think about it. He brings up a great point. That's why I wanted to play this audio clip. If we wait on all this stuff because it's not politically correct and we don't want to rub anybody the wrong way, we don't want to be labeled as a tinfoil hot wear like I am, you know. A lot of ministries won't have anything to do with me because of these teachings alone that I do. And the experiences that I've had. I'm not lying to you. Listen, if, if I'm lying to you about this stuff, let God kill me tonight. I've said that to a lot of people that have emailed me over the years. They accuse me of this and they accuse me of that. And they say, you're nothing but this and you're just trying to deceive people. I'm like, listen, if you're right in your assessment of me, let God kill me tonight so that I will not ever be able to deceive anyone ever again. Do you know how many times I've said that to people? I mean it. Because I don't want to, I mean, when I stand before God, I don't want it to be like, he's pointing out all this stuff, how I'm deceiving all these people or whatever. Lord knows I haven't done this to try to get rich, because I'm not that. Okay, I mean, I walked away from, from a chiropractic career, I probably could have made a ton more money doing that. So I was pretty good at what I did, from what I was told. You know, I don't want to brag, but I think God gifted me in that department. I worked with a group of 50 different doctors at this one clinic, and the head of the clinic would only get adjusted by me. And he had to drive a long way to get adjusted by me. Out of 50 doctors. Now, am I going to take credit for that? No. God gave me gifts and tools, and, and I probably did have a gift of healing. And I probably still have it. You know what I mean? Because, I don't know. I think we have, we could, a person could have different sets of gifts. I might have a gift for this and a gift for this. I do think that in some realms, I do have a gift of healing. Not to say like everybody I laid hands on got healed miraculously. But I knew what I was doing. I really, I mean, when I went to chiropractic college, I really put a lot of time in it. I went to a lot of different clubs. I learned how to be a really proficient adjuster. I learned a lot of different techniques. I walked away from all that. I said all that to say this, not to brag, but I walked away from all that for this because I felt that it was more important that a ministry like this exists than it was for me to compete with, like, for instance, in my hometown, there was like 140 chiropractors in Lee County. I'm like, you know, it, there's the, the void has been filled here. It's, it's not like I have to be here. You know, there's 140 other guys doing this in my, in my home county. So who knows what it is now? But I've told people that many times. I'm not trying to deceive. And if I am deceiving people, please God, please, Lord Jesus, kill me tonight so that I can never deceive anyone ever again. It doesn't mean that I'm perfect and I've never messed up or I never missed the mark or, or I, I, you know, ever missed the mark or whatever. But, you know, I'm not out there trying to sell my DVDs or, or, or I give all this stuff away for free. I don't, and it's, coming guys in one way shape or form this deception is coming every time you you turn on like the tv or what there's some satanic agenda afoot here regarding the subject that we're talking about that is absolutely totally undeniable and if everything i've said up to this point still doesn't convince you then just please go elsewhere it's cool no hard feelings and I'm not meaning that you have to agree with everything that I say. I'm just saying, come on, you gotta, you gotta believe that there's some kind of satanic agenda foot here. I'm trying to analyze it from a biblical perspective and help other Christians do that as well so that when that deception comes to fruition, when it comes to its head, its zenith, and it's here in our face, we'll already be educated and then we can help other people. We're not going to be destroyed for lack of knowledge we're going to see this coming and this is what la marzula was just talking about if we wait and we don't educate other people ahead of time 
there, there's no hope for them when it, if you just wait until the very end, and then all of a sudden, what's the pastor's going to do? Well, I was waiting for this day, and 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 now I'm going to give you the full truth, and they're going to be like, why did you ever wait? No, we're going to probably believe the 50 mile spaceship overhead, and not believe you. You never warned us about this. Why? Well, in my personal opinion, it's because they were hirelings that have no love for the truth. I'm not saying they all are, but. The Bible talks about the true shepherd will lay down his life for the sheep. Jesus Christ being the greatest example of that through the crucifixion. Through his death, burial, and resurrection. Whereby how we get saved. If you don't know about that, go to my homepage at contendingfortruth.com. Click on true salvation because that's the most important decision you'll ever make. I'll walk you right through it. Okay, so... These shepherds that will not cover this subject and ignore it if they wait until the very end even if they're educated about it their parishioners are not going to listen to them if there's a 50 mile mothership overhead or even some other city one city that's all it's going to take remember a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign this is why the catholics are always running to and fro oh mother mary She's bleeding out of her eyeballs. Oh, it's, it's a sign from God. Oh, the Lady of Medjugorje. Oh, Lord, you go in there in the, the whatever water and get healed. And, and or this painting that oozes stinking oil. Oh, it's a Catholic sign. Or Stigmato, you're bleeding. You know, Fatima. All this garbage. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. So you got to be really, really careful. I'm not saying God can't give you a sign. I'm saying if you're seeking and seeking and that's where you're your doctrine lies in that, meaning I don't care what the Bible says, I'm going to seek after a sign and believe whatever that sign tells me. Satan will meet you at your need. He's more than happy to meet you at your need. Okay? He loves it. He'll do that all day long. So this is going to be the ultimate sign. How does the Antichrist, the false prophet, deceive all humanity? What are the main methods? Signs and line wonders and miracles. It's very clear. It says that in multiple places. That's how they're going to do it, okay? And that's all it's going to take. People are going to be throwing their Bibles out the door. The Hindus will be throwing their whatever religious writings out the door. The Buddhists will be doing the same. Especially when they see their awaited religious figures appearing in the sky. The fifth Buddha to the Buddhists, Krishna to the, to the Hindus, the Messiah to the Jews... Jesus Christ to the Christians, the Imam Mahdi to the Muslims, those are the greatest, those are the five biggest religions on the planet that I just said, and those are all their coming awaited religious figures. We're waiting for Jesus Christ to come back in the clouds, right? Well, what if he does? Well, he looks just like those, all those Catholic pictures we got of that long-haired Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I've done teachings on that. That's not what Jesus looked like. That's not what he looked like. I've done that on I don't know how many occasions. That's the ascended master Jesus. That's the one that the Catholic Church started pushing. Oh, I, I got into this in a recent study. Hundreds and hundreds of years ago. It's not the real Jesus. But that's the, what we would perceive that he would look like because we've been brainwashed into believing that. The Bible says that the real Jesus is that there was no beauty in him that we would desire him. He wasn't a good-looking guy. He could have come as, like, the biggest Adonis on the planet. You know, if he wanted to, but he didn't choose to do that. He humbled himself, you know, in, in, in just to become a man was unbelievably humbling, considering he was the creator of the universe. And then he also chose to take a body that wasn't even handsome. So, there's, that's just yet one more preconceived notion that's going to deceive so many people. And that could all be Project Bluebeam anyway. Them using holographic projections in the sky. Of their, that's what they're, they're planning on doing. Over different regions where different religions predominate. The, the Muslims will see the Imam Mahdi. Whatever they perceive he's to look like. You know? The Buddhists will see the fifth Buddha in the sky. And all these religious figures are going to point to the same people to follow. And it's going to be the Antichrist. And the false prophet. It's how they're going to get everybody on the same page, most likely. It's going to be some scenario like that. And this whole alien agenda thing is going to be used as part of that process in order for this deception to happen. Of what is coming, what I call the coming great deception. The UFO phenomenon, 
has been going in this cat and mouse game for decades, for decades. And that means they're being restrained by something. Something is holding them back. Surely if they were from Zeta Reticuli, they would just go, hey, we're here. We created all life on this planet. We genetically manipulated you. We started the world civilizations and earliest religions. And now, at this critical juncture, we're back to usher mankind into a golden age. He, he's saying exactly what I'm saying. He's, I mean, he's just absolutely confirming all the things I'm saying. But one thing he said that I hadn't covered is that surely if they were this powerful, if they have a 50-mile 50 mile long ships that they can put over cities and do all these things. Surely if they were that powerful and we know they're malevolent, we know they're evil and there was no restraining force, then they would just come in and take over, right? I mean, if Satan had his way, we'd all be dead anyway. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We're created in God's image. So if Satan had his way, he'd kill us all. Get us all out of here. That way, Scripture couldn't be fulfilled. That's what he was trying to do in Genesis 6 with the fallen angels. He was trying to eliminate the seed of mankind so that the Messiah could not come. The Messiah that was predicted way back in Genesis 3 that was going to crush his head, the serpent's head. It's the same way today, just as Jesus said. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Satan's same agenda is afoot. And he's trying to genetically destroy mankind, the seed of man, so that the Bible cannot be fulfilled. It's not going to happen. But he's doing a pretty good job, genetically speaking, with all of the garbage they're doing to us. The chemtrails, the GMOs, the fluoride, the chlorine in the water. All of the chemical additives they put in, in the foods and things of this nature. I mean, you could go on and on and on about that. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. First commandment of the Georgia Guidestones. Reduce world population of 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. 500 million is, is about a 90 to 95% reduction of current world population. We're created in God's image, so he wants to get us out of here. Not only because he hates us, because then scripture can't be fulfilled. Then he thinks he wins. It's not going to happen, though. You know why? Because the Lord Jesus Christ is ever seated next to God the Father Almighty, ever seated at his right hand. And they created the, Jesus Christ created the universe, and it's just not going to happen. But he's going to do everything he can do up until that point, thinking in his own delusional mind that he's going to pull this off where eventually that, that's what they're going to say when, when they finally do the reveal. But you know what? Most people are ambivalent. Most people don't care. And what, what people don't understand is this. If, it, if When they show up, that's the game changer. That's the game changer. And people, by the millions, will lose their faith in the Bible. There's a book right now called The Greatest Deception, which is sort of a play on my words, The Coming Great Deception. And this guy is trying to tell us that UFOs are all through the Bible, and that the pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire, was actually a UFO, and that the miracles of Jesus were performed by UFOs. And it's not, you know, okay, look, something's going on here, I guess that. But he's trying to tell us that extraterrestrials basically um, created the biblical prophetic narrative, and we're saying, no, it's, no, it's not. And this is, this is what we're up against. Every, every Friday, the History Channel. Every single Friday, yeah. you know, for seven, eight years now, tells us that ancient astronauts visited this planet and were responsible for creating uh, a lot of the structures that we see, the megalithic sites that we see, that they interacted with us, that, that maybe we're hybrids. I mean, I don't want to go. <clears throat> the church? Okay, so he brings up another great point. And again, I apologize about this audio. It's the best I could make it. Um, you never know what you're going to get on YouTube, but again, History Channel, every Friday night, for seven or eight years, probably going back way further than that. Why are they there? Brainwash us into believing that the ancient astronauts were really our creators, and that they're, you know, they came here, they seeded humanity, and we're their little science project, and all the religions are false, because, you know, that was just either a man-made creation, or they gave it to us just to placate us. But we've messed everything up, and now they're going to come back and police their little science project. If something really of 
gigantic epic proportions wasn't about ready to go down why would heli would be putting so much money into that and that i didn't even mention the history channel there's so many other ways that humanity is being brainwashed and set up for this coming you know great deception the strong delusion that they will believe a lie like the bible talks about in second thessalonians chapter two silence not a word and because of that yeah. silence, we do our parishioners a great injustice, in my opinion. So do you think the great deception that you're talking about, do you think the deception is a government sort of Project Blue Beam, it's going to be a hologram, there's really not aliens? Or do you think the deception is there are aliens, they're demonic, and they're going to convince us that they're the saviors? I think it's the latter. I think Blue, Blue Beam, as, as Paul McGuire comes on the record, in, in my new film, uh, The Watchman Chronicles, McGuire says, look, you know, Project Bluebeam, we know that it exists, but we have to be very, very sophisticated in order to, to pull the wool over millions and millions of people. I think the latter, that when, they, when these guys show up, and they will show up at some point, the question is, is the church still here? Um, and, it, and, if, and if they show up and the church is still here, that's the game changer. Then we need to rethink our position as to, you know, what, what's really going on here. Because when they, if they show up, millions of people will lose their faith, guaranteed. When they show up, and I've heard this, this has been in, in, in ufology for decades, that people who are taken aboard the ship are shown these, like, holographic films, which are, which are not films. It's not a projector. It's, it's a holograph, and they're, and they're looking at this, everything played out. And in that, E.T. is responsible for the resurrection of Jesus. And that's what they claim to see. So why So in that particular scenario, the ETs are responsible for actually resurrecting Jesus. I've heard other scenarios where they show that Jesus was never crucified at all. I've shown I've been shown other ones or heard of other ones where they were told that Jesus was never crucified and he ran off with Mary Magdalene and this is where we get the Merovingian bloodline of the Illuminati. And that's the whole thing about the Holy Grail. They they viewed Mary, and this is this is blasphemous what I'm going to say, but this is what they believe. The whole thing about the Da Vinci Code with with Tom Hanks and all that garbage. You know what that was all based on? The whole Merovingian bloodline. What he was what he found out that he was actually searching for in the end was Mary Magdalene's body. Why? Because she was the receptacle supposedly of Jesus's seed, and I'm putting that in a politically correct term she was the actual receptacle of jesus's seed and she was the one that actually carried on the lineage the bloodline of jesus christ and it's they review it as the merovingian bloodline it's pure blasphemy but because she was the receptacle she was the actual real holy grail this is how much hellywood is obsessed with destroying your faith in the Bible, and in Jesus Christ. Well, they will make whole blockbuster films. Do they do that about any other religion? Do they do that about Hinduism or Buddhism to try to pr prove that Krishna wasn't real or Buddha wasn't real or the Imam Mahdi wasn't real? To the No, they don't do that. It's the only one that Hollywood cares about. And that's not even a, a sci-fi show. The, the Bloodline, or the Da Vinci Code, there's so many shows like it. I've covered them over the years. All these different blasphemous shows that just give all these different alternate... They're never the same. It's, and and I, again, why do they want to do that? Because they want you to just have this hodgepodge of what some warped thing you think Jesus Christ is in your head because they want to create as much confusion in your head about Jesus Christ. And guess what? The Bible says God is not the author of confusion. they got to get you your mind off what the word of god says and this has nothing to do with denominations which really aren't biblical anyway that's why the bible says that those that you know build their house on the solid rock of the word of god on jesus christ and jesus said i am the word in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god okay the same in the beginning was god meaning jesus christ and the word are one he's referred to as the word capital w if they can get you totally not believing in the word of god and particularly in the english language the king james bible i've went over this many times then what ends up happening is 
when the waves come and the wind come and the rain comes, like the Bible says, and you don't know any of this information, you see the 50-mile mothership, and you've got all these warped things in the back of your mind about what Jesus is, you're going to fall away, man. It's going to be so easy. You're going to have millions and millions of Christians that call themselves Christians are going to fall away when this goes down. It's going to come one way or another. Biblically speaking, we know the revelation, what it says in the book of Daniel, are coming. We could be right on the cusp of that. All it's going to take is World War III, most likely, to usher us into that period. And that could start any day with the, all the stuff going on in North Korea. At the end of that, some people have said it's a 91-day period, World War III. I don't know. Cutting Edge seems to believe that. Whether it's 91 days or 9 months, I don't know. But at the end of that period, most likely out of the ashes of that are going to come the Antichrist and the false prophet who are going to make all these promises, unite the world's religions, get everybody on the same page. And they're going to be, seem to be the only ones on the planet that can actually do that. To actually get the Muslims playing nice with the Christians, with the Buddhists and the Hindus and everybody else. And that's most likely how the scenario is going to go down in some way, shape or form these people make that up. Why come, in fact, in my very first book I ever wrote, Nephilim, published in 1999 by Zondervan, and now we publish it under Spiral of Life, my own publishing company, that why send millions of miles to tell us that Jesus really wasn't the Messiah and that Jesus wasn't God? Why not give us the cure to cancer? And of course, they never do that. They never, ever do that. But they'll always go out of their way to tell us that somehow... You know, Jesus really wasn't who he said he was, and that will tell you who God really is. So this is why I call it the coming great deception. And, uh, you look, if there's plenty of time for... So, again, why would they come if they were from Zeta Reticuli? Millions and billions of miles just to tell us, and this seems to be a reoccurring theme by people that get abducted, that Jesus wasn't the Messiah. We created him. Whereas they don't care anything about any of the other religions. You know why? They've already got all those people. Satan's already got all those, all those people in the other religions. He knows that. The only real threat to him are the Christians that are on this planet. I mean, from a from a physical battle-type standpoint, that where we can educate others. I understand there's good angels, and, the, and there's, there's Jesus, and there's Father God. Okay, I get that. But I'm talking about if we're ambassadors for Christ on planet Earth, okay, Angels aren't walking around like a human's walking around, interacting with other people, most likely. It's human interacting with human. Okay, it's the way God chose this whole thing to play out. So he, he keys in on the Christians, on people that have any kind of Christian worldview, because he wants to destroy their faith. That's, that's the whole key to all this. So that's all I have for part one. I'm going to go ahead and go to part two next. God bless you. See you in part two.